This is Dr. Bond Health Podcast. Today I'm going to talk about a topic that's uh, very common in my clinic, and that is, uh, is diabetes. Diabetes is probably one of the most common illness that I see on a regular basis. And a lot of patients of mine do not know how to use diet, uh, their nutrition, uh, in addition to uh, physical activity to help reverse the diabetes. And I remember when I went to medical school and in residency, um, the common thing is that if I notice somebody who's on um, insulin, especially in type 2 diabetics that we're talking about uh, right now, we're not talking about type 1 or type 1 and a half, we're talking about type 2 diabetics who are insulin resistant, meaning that they can still make insulin and they actually make a bundle insulin but it's just resistant. The body the, doesn't have the ability to use the insulin you make to bring in the blood sugar. So the blood sugar being higher and the insulin itself then makes the liver more fatty. So that's why you see non-alcoholic liver disease, prediabetes, uh, all these things are all in the same spectrum. And so when I was in residency, when they teach that if a patient on, especially when they show up to my emergency department, if they're on insulin or the blood sugar is high, then you just assume, okay, you should start on ins continue insulin, that that's all you have. But, but what I noticed is that in my overall clinic that I can reverse diabetes, especially type two. And in type one, you can actually help people regulate their blood sugar by what they eat as well. So today I'm gonna to talk about the medication that my patients are on and what are I call the good, the bad, and the ugly, okay, of these medication and get my patient to understand um, what are the different medication, how they're helping. And some of these things we'll talk about later on when why people are using some of these medication to help lose weight. But right now, we just talk about the different class of, of uh, diabetes medication, special for type 2 diabetic, and which one I think are important to, uh, to use, okay? And so the very first class that people tend to see are the one that either give people insulin or it stimulate the body to produce, the pancreas to produce more insulin, right? So the first one is like they're either going to give you insulin, right, short-acting insulin, um, or uh, fast-acting insulin after your meal. There's some intermediate uh, insulin that you take, and there's long-acting, and they sometimes have a combination. So they change so much, they vary. So you see, like, um, these insulin could be something at like Novolog, Flexpen, uh, Humalog. Those are like the fast-acting after you eat, you get the in as you measure insulin on the scale, you get in, so it brings down the blood sugar. So what they do in these medication is really they're just chasing the blood sugar. They're not really addressing the cause of the rise in blood sugar. They can also give you um, Novolin uh, or Humulin, and which is like an intermediate. It's not as long acting as Lantus, but it's longer than what you see. And so the next part is some of the insulin that uh, they give people that are long acting, some of the new one are like Traceba, uh, Levimir, or thing that you see, Lantus, uh, Tocheo, uh, or some of the other one, or sometimes they do a, a combination where they do a hemolog mix, 
uh, Hillman 730. So these are some of the ones that you sort of see that they combine. But any time that you increase insulin, what you do is you make the body more resistant. So that means that the more insulin you give, the more fat stored they have in the liver. And as the liver gets fattier, it's like, okay, I can't handle it more. And so the fat that was stored in the liver then distribute to other area. And if they distribute about one gram of fat into the pancreas, they store one gram, it's already start showing that you having more insulin resistant and easily turn to a full diabetic. Okay, so later on when we talk about it, we want to see how we reverse that process. So when you give people insulin on a type 2 diabetic, you will make them worse. Okay. Another class of medication that I see all the time and it's cheap, it's been around a long time, is called uh, sulfonylurea. And these are the medication that you tend to see like uh, glipizide, uh, glimipiride. These are the medications that tend to increase um, the pancreas from just releasing more insulin. So the more insulin you have, the liver is going to be fattier and the visceral, they're going to be much more visceral fat. So some people might not be able to grab fat around their body. Those are subcutaneous, but you'll see that they have distended abdomen because of fat or in what the visceral, that means they're covering the visceral organ. That's no good. And the sulfonylurea that I uh, talked about, glucotrol, um, uh, that you see glucovans that have a combination with glyburide with metformin. These are medication combined with um, metformin and but the sulfonylurea. It's really medication that increase insulin release from pancreas. It does cause, just like insulin, a low blood sugar called hypoglycemia. Okay, and sulfonylurea at one time was really used very similar to herbicide, the weed killer. And so, um, uh these medications, glucotrol, uh, glipizide, these are medications that's going to increase your, um, your insulin level and decrease blood sugar. So, anything that does that, increase fatty liver and increase the risk of death by uh, more than two times. Okay, so those are not my favorite medication. The next one that I tend to see that um, we utilize is called metformin, okay? Uh, metformin is one that um, the name is uh, glucophage, and metformin decreases how much sugar the liver makes, and it decreases how much sugar your intestine will absorb, and it tries to get the muscle to take in more blood sugar, and it makes the body more sensitive to insulin. But what you find is that most of the patients starts on 500 milligrams once a day, right? And then later on, they'll have 500 milligrams twice a day. And then slowly over time, you go 1,000 twice a day. And the reason is that you're not helping people correct the way they're eating and what they need to do to decrease the amount of insulin and insulin resistance and the storage of it because if you're putting food through your mouth and not utilizing it, it's going to trigger insulin anyways. So by decreasing how much the liver makes, doesn't make sense, right? Because you're putting in the food. And there's way too much processed food out there that causes a rise in insulin anyway. So metformin to me is one of those where over time you have to increase it and then you're going to have to go to 
another class of medication. So metformin, they tend to combine it nowadays with multiple other medication. You know, glucovans, uh, we talked about. Uh, Genumet was the combination of Genuvia with metformin. So they start combining these one and having a patent for those medications because they're combining both of those medications together. Another one that's gotten a little bit more attention is basically one that um, a lot of people do um, um, a medication they give is called Genuvia, right, or Trojenta. And this particular medication is dealing with the DPP-4 inhibitor. So what it does is it inhibits a certain um, reaction. So it reduces how much glucagon by increasing these particular hormones called um, incretin, okay? And we'll talk about these uh, different incretin. And what it does is that it also increases insulin secretion and it decreases blood sugar. It slows down how fast the nutrients are being uh, emptied from your stomach and how quickly they're uh, absorbed. But it doesn't cause any low blood sugar, right? But it can also help the pancreas uh, make more insulin. So the common one that you see are the Trojenta Genuvia are two that I tend to see in my clinic. And Genumet is one that they add uh, metformin to this medication. This is a good, actually a good medication because for diabetic, it's really slowing down the digestive process, okay? And when you decrease the digestive process, less sugar into the bottom quick, body quicker, and the insulin doesn't rise as much. So this is one, the one that I do like for my, my patient um, to take. And another one that I like that um, also I consider more on my good category, it's called glucagon-like um, peptides, right, GLP. And that's the incretin that I'm talking about. This is a natural hormone that's in the gut. And so in this particular one, when you give this medication, it increased uh, insulin cells and it also um, uh, used how much insulin in the body can be utilized. So it decreased your appetite, it decreased how much glucagon are out there to release more blood sugar, it slowed down how fast your stomach empty, so decreased digestion. But it doesn't cause, does not cause hypoglycemia or low blood sugar like you see in the glipizide or glyburide, those medications, glucotrol or insulin, okay? And so in this uh, glucagon-like peptides, uh, one is what a common one that we see in this case is um, medication like Ozempic, right? Ozempic is one that you give start off at a lower dose for a month, right? One, once a week, you get 0.25 milligram, you give yourself an injection and once a week, and it decreases how fast your stomach uh, empties, so decreased digestion. It doesn't cause low blood sugar. It drops your weight because you don't feel as full. And that's um, Ozempic. Uh, Rebelsis is an oral form of that that you take. You start off three milligram per month, and then you go to seven milligrams, and you can increase as much as 14 milligram um, to help the, with the diabetes. And we'll talk about VC. There's a Wegovi, which is a type that's very similar. It's a somatic glutide. It's one that basically the same thing as Ozempic, okay? But it, it talk about weight. 
And so there's one other medication where they decide they're going to combine that. And this is a very common one that's out there and is a very effective one um, to help diabetes. It's called Monjoro. And you start at 2.5 milligrams, you give it subcutaneous for four weeks, once a week, four weeks, then you increase it to five milligrams. You do the same thing every week, and then you can increase. This really drop your appetite because it also activates this glucagon-like peptide one uh, receptor. And what it does is that it, it increases secretion insulin, but it decreases um, how much of glucagon that causes the body to release sugar and increase insulin sensitivity and it de uh, delays or the gastric emptying and it also um, uh, block the glucose dependent insulin uh, insulin tropic peptide or GIP so that's why the combination of those uh, works really well and that's also in my good category unfortunately those are the medication that still has a patent and that a lot of people really can't get that, you know? Um, very few insurance companies do. They make you take Stefan and urea, like the glipizide glucotrol, and you try metformin, and if it doesn't work, then they allow you to use those medication. One other medication that I really like that are that's good for the body is called the sodium glucose co-transmitter uh, transmitter to inhibitor. So what it does is that it prevents in the kidney for the glucose of blood sugar to be taken back. So diabetic have more higher blood sugar, it causes sugar to be um, put out in the urine, right? You pee those out. So it gets rid of the glucose, and then it can also decrease some of the weight, decrease some blood pressure. They also use this medication now for, um, for uh, congestive heart failure. So it's interesting, like for my diabetic patient, they might not allow me to give this medication, but they give it to um, heart failure patient, okay? So sometimes you can get away with it if they're uh, diabetic and uh, heart failure patient, you give that, that's okay. The only thing is that this medication can cause ketoacidosis, so you have to be very mindful that some of the medication is called Farsiga, Involcana, uh, and sometimes they'll combine it with uh, some metformin as well. And so those are the main, there's other medication out there that's like um, um, Actos, which is very uh, old medication. And this one that, uh, or Vandia, um, it's one that I don't really give because some of the studies have shown that it can increase heart disease and stroke. And in Europe, they stopped using that. And this one decreased glucose in the liver the blood sugar in the liver, it helps fatty acid store in the fat cell, decrease the leptin that increases appetite. But this is one that I, I don't use um, as well, and I uh, try to get my patient off of that. So the main point of this particular podcast is to tell you the different classes of medication. One is anytime you're on insulin, you're going to increase more fat storage in the liver you increase more insulin, you're gonna cause more fatty liver, it's gonna increase uh, insulin resistance, you're gonna be full diabetic forever. So I try to get my patient off of insulin or not started if I can. I work on their nutrition and activity to try to decrease that and I show them how to do it. 
Um, the other one that I don't like are the sulfonylurea. In this case, it's the glyburide, glipizide, glucotrol, those medications that cause the liver, uh, the pancreas to increase more insulin, both of those are not good. So I consider those the, the ugly. And so if you think about bad, I would say something like Actos, um, metformin, uh, over time it doesn't really do a whole lot uh, for, for my patient. It could be something that you might start earlier on. Some of the um, colleagues in the integrative medicine love um, metformin. They think it's an anti-aging uh, medication. But for a diabetic, to me, it's sort of more of a, a neutral. And there, the good, the good we talked about, those are the Genuvia, okay? Um, Genuvia is one that uh, I like and commonly put on there for my, my patient. Um, and it helps to decrease um, how fast the, the food is being processed. And it helps to make insulin more sensitive. Uh, Trigenta is another one that's very similar to that. And then I like the, um, G, uh, the GLP. Um, some of you know, like Trulicis, an injection that I gave in the past. Um, that become more readily available as an injection form uh, for, for people. Um, I find that it doesn't work as well as when you're using um, like a, something that uh, activates the GLP-1 receptor in this case, it's Ozempic or Rebelsis or two that you see Ozempic injection. Rebelsis is a medication that you take orally. The other one that's a good one that's out there is Manjaro. Manjaro combines GLP-1 and also GIP, and it's really good in suppressing appetite, decrease how much insulin, uh, glucagon out there, make insulin more sensitive. You're definitely going to lose a lot of weight because you're not going to uh, eat that much. And then the last one that I like quite a bit is the, the um, sodium glucotransporter 2 inhibitor. That's like Farsiga Invocana. Um, uh, Jardance is the other one. And that particular one, just the more sugar, it's going to not allow the kidney to absorb because the kidney does a really good job of taking back the blood, uh, blood sugar because it's so, such a valuable commodity for the body. But I don't, um, uh, I don't give that particular medication if there's a risk of somebody have ketoacidosis or people that are on uh, long acting or some form of insulin. Um, if, and if you're asking people to fast, you have to be very careful of that particular medication. But it does regulate the weight and um, blood sugar because it's dumping out the sugar and not allowed to reabsorb to the body. Okay, so those are the main medication. And the reason I talk about these things is because down the line, I'm going to talk to you about how to get off a lot of these medication. Okay, and um, probably about seven, eight years ago, I had um, actually two, uh, two story, uh, two different patients. One patient was a 75-year-old um, vet who had were a bilateral, bilateral amputee, been on insulin lances for about 30 years. Uh, somehow he met me, uh, came to my clinic. He since had moved to uh, Southern California, but when I met him, I said, hey, do you trust me? And it's funny because on our first visit, 
And for some reason, he said he trusted me. So I told him, like, I need you to come off of the insulin, especially Lantus. Uh, you can stay on the metformin for now. And I said, one of the quickest way to make the insulin more sensitive is to cut back how fast you eat. And in order to cut back how fast you eat, you have to eat food that is not absorbed as quickly, right? So those of you who have gone keto or low carb or nowadays the carnivore diet, it's, it takes a lot longer for that nutrient to be absorbed. So the longer it takes, the less likely your body is going to trigger insulin and your body is going to have to use up the liver glycogen. And by doing that, it slowly will take the fat from the visceral area and the, by decreasing that, you slowly will decrease your blood sugar. So within you know, the first week of doing this, he already noticed that his blood sugar was better without the lantus and changing what he eats. And within the first month, he, he was no longer on insulin. His blood sugar was normally 200-something, was down already in the low 100. And by the time we got to the third month of doing this, he already lost um, probably about 50 pounds. And since then, he lost about 70-some pounds, not on any insulin. And he's a bilateral amputee. So, you know, it's, it's harder for him to exercise because you upper extremity, it doesn't burn as much fuel as you some of the lower extremity. But he was able to drop 75 pounds at a 75-year-old gentleman, not on Lantus anymore. And that was really amazing. Um, so I, I love telling that story because it can be done, and even on an older person. And I have a patient that's, you know, 80 years old now that gone through that whole process. Uh, another young uh, person who was young, I known him for about 10 years. He was in his uh, 44 then. Um, he was probably about 280 pounds, about 510 like myself. And since then, he dropped probably about 80 pounds. It looked like a totally different person. His uh, human A1C is now like 5.2, 5.4. Uh, at one point, um, his vision got so bad he couldn't even see. His blood sugar was in about 350, uh, was 430 when he came in. Uh, see one um, our provider, and we put him on, was worried, put him on an insulin, put him metformin, and told him to XI, eat right, came back in a week later, and the blood sugar only came down 350, no matter what he did. So I remember he's telling, hey, doctor, my blood sugar is still very high. It's like, well, you know, you're not eating correctly, not exercising more, you know? And so I was able to talk to him. I didn't even realize that we had because he never told me, you know, even though I'd known for a long time. It's just that I didn't see him that week. So happened he came over at lunchtime, which is chit-chat, and, and I, I normally don't eat uh, lunch anyway. So most of the time I'm, I'm fasting at that time. And so I was talking about how to control weight and stuff. So I, when I found out that he was on inside, hey, come off instant right now. I want you to change your diet this way. I want you to then spread out how long your meal. Within two days by Saturday, he texted me and he said, he showed me the blood sugar is 135 without being on any medication. Okay. Blood sugar is 135 and said, love you, doc. And he showed me all the other uh, 
days he's been in the 350 with medication. So it shows you that you can reduce this, right? So some of the newer medication target at things that help to digestion. Um, unfortunately, we eat too much processed food. And so the food that we eat absorb too readily, too quick. Like you eat the white bread in Europe is considered a pastry, you know? And if you eat that, it absorbs way too fast. And so in this case, your insulin rise. So as you change the way you eat, it decreases that. It doesn't affect insulin as much that you make naturally and it makes the insulin that you make more sensitive. And so when you do that, it starts burning more of the visceral fat. You start losing that. And the insulin become more sensitive, your blood sugar will drop. So some of the new medication target more as some of the cause of why um, the blood sugar is high rather than using insulin and saponuria where we use in the past where we just, you're, you're just chasing the blood sugar. And to me, that's no good, okay? So what we'll try to do is build from this foundation here so that I wanted um, you know, my patient to know like what medication, because obviously I can't see everybody in our practice because we have a lot of other pro provider, but allow you to think about what medication you're on or what are things that we should do to put you on the optimal medication, but also show you how to eat. And I always talk about you have to maintain the muscle mass because that's what burns fuel even when you're sleeping. So when you're losing weight, you have to maintain that muscle mass. And you'll see that your blood sugar will be lower, but your, your, um, your blood pressure will be lower and you feel better. Your body's not achy, your joints, things like that are much improved. So this is Dr. Bond Health. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk some more about health next time.